Hey, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast. I am so excited because in today's episode, I'm actually going to be interviewing one of my top favorite Australian people. His name is James Rose. He is one of the co-founders of Content Snare. And Content Snare, if you've been in my world, you've probably hear, heard me like left and right constantly always really hyping up Content Snare and kind of how I fit into it, into my tech stack at my firm, Magnetic Bookkeeping and Consulting. And I wanted to really bring him on to kind of educate this community on what how Content Snare could really fit and how come I think that it is the best tool out there right now, that piece of tech that really can help you gather documentation, help onboard your clients easily. I know there's a lot of different platforms and softwares that can do it as well, but I really do truly believe that nobody can do it as good as Content Snare. So I really encourage you to listen in, um, whether you intend to use a different software or you're using another one. There's a lot of great golden nuggets because today what we're going to talk about is what Content Snare is and how it can really help you in your firm, how to ensure you actually get the right information utilizing Content Snare so there's rejecting features or just in case the client uploads the wrong thing, how to properly request that information from your clients to make sure that we stay on top of, you know, those monthly requests and onboarding our clients. We're going to talk about comparing content snare to other softwares and why you shouldn't be really trying to look for an all-in-one system. I really don't believe that software companies who try to do it all can be really successful, unfortunately. Um, there's a reason why there's not a lot of all-in-one software. So we're going to dive into that today and why someone who's on the software engineering side also agrees. So it's going to be a great conversation. We're going to talk about creating a great client experience, whether that's through content snare or through another system. And really what that tech stack looks like. So I actually share my exact tech stack and some special links that you can follow that you can see the tech stack that I use at my firm. And really just overall, just how this software and what James has really put together can really help reduce that overwhelm, you know, not only from our perspective, but our clients as well. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. If you loved it, make sure to reach out and let me know. I love James Rose, and I think he's going to be a great person to bring back on once again. He's got a lot of things to say about a lot of different tech. And so listen to the episode and chat soon. Do you ever feel like if you had actionable systems in place that it can actually take your practice to the next level? Can you imagine the freedom you'd gain from finally getting everything out of your head and into a system that can help you move things on autopilot? Do you ever feel like you want to hire help for your practice, but you just don't know where to start? Trust me, I get it, and you're not alone, but it doesn't have to be this way. You're kick-ass at doing the bookkeeping and accounting work, there's no doubt about that, but you struggle to maintain the systems and operations of your business, am I right? But don't worry, that's where I come in, the workflow queen. I'm going to guide you on how to implement tech, systems, and automation in your practice so you can scale bigger, hire better, and break through to the next level. I can't wait to support you here on the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. Hey, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. I am beyond thrilled to have this lovely guest today. If you have read one of our top performing blogs out there, you know it's all about content snare, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me talk about it nonstop, and it's like my favorite tool for my firm. I am so excited to be introducing James Rose, who is actually one of the co-founders, correct, of Content Snare. So, James, thank you so much for being here today, and please take the time to introduce yourself. 
Alyssa, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. I love, you know, we, we chat a lot over email and it's kind of really cool to see you well, somewhat face-to-face, good old Zoom. Yeah, yeah, really. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. And yeah, I guess for people that don't know, I'm the one of the co-founders of Content Snare. We've been around since about 2016, been in the online business and software game since like 2010. This is our third product. Got rid of the other two and just focusing on this now, trying to help professionals, get information from clients without having to chase them over email for weeks and months. Everyone knows how that process goes. <laughs> the not so friend process. It's always the yeah. awkward email of like, hello, give me your yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's been like five weeks and you haven't done anything. And then, and then like the next day you get the email going, here's everything. Why isn't it already done? <laughs> Tomorrow. Come on, man. <laughs> Well, thank you for the quick little introduction. For any of our lovely listeners who have no idea what Content Snare is, I know you kind of like quickly, briefly touched on Mm. helping to gather documents and information. I mean, I could speak all day about how much Mm. I love Content Snare and what I know it does, but even I know I'm still not using it probably to its fullest capability, but let's tell our audience, like, what is Content Snare? What does it really do? And what does it do specifically for our industry? So for bookkeepers Mm. and accountants, like, what have you seen it support with? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny you say you're probably not using it to its full extent because like <laughs> almost everybody says that and I don't think it matters, you know, like I'm sure every piece of software you use, you're probably not using it to its fullest extent, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't matter as long as you're saving time, right? And I don't yeah. think it's very hard to save time with Content Snare because you know, as you've experienced it and I kind of mentioned, it helps yeah. get rid of one of the most awful processes in business. And I say this as someone who I used to run a digital agency, right? Uh, like web design, marketing stuff. And even in that space, chasing clients for information is the biggest pain. Like uh, I interviewed a bunch of agency owners and almost every single one of them focused on getting content from clients, like to build a website as the biggest problem they have. That's where content there started. Hence why it's got content in the name. Um, We only ended up in bookkeeping and accounting because accountants basically found us. Uh, we started having a bunch of signups from accountants and this really positive feedback. And we're like, what the hell is going on here? Like, and a dude who runs like a document management system for accounting reached out and was interested in acquiring us and said the industry needed what we did. And we're like, all right, like, like all these things happened in like two weeks. And we're like, okay, yeah. this is like a stars aligning moment. We need to go and check out accounting and bookkeeping. So yeah, that's, and I guess the, it's the same process, right? Of like, whether it's client onboarding, whether it's monthly queries, whether it's end of year stuff and end of period stuff, like a bunch of documentation that you need. Typically the process is like email the person and go like, here's like 20 things I need. And of course they reply (laughs) in dribs and drabs, if at all. And next minute, you know, you're going, oh, that's the wrong document. You know, please send me a different one. And now you've got like 50 emails in this massive thread where there's like four versions of the same document. Some of them are wrong, you know, and it's like, it's all over the place. Like everyone's been through this if you have clients you've been through this but i feel like it's it's extra bad in accounting and bookkeeping from what i've learned (laughs) you know and and so those those are the main processes is that onboarding phase you know when you need that initial documentation to get them set up any queries you have any questions you have really throughout the Mm -hmm. year so whether that's like bookkeeping queries or just quarterly stuff whatever like some people do coaching and they'll use content snare to create like a pre-coaching questionnaire like homework sort of thing so so the way to imagine it for people that don't know what it is it's like a form mm-hmm. like imagine a type form or something on steroids with like automatic reminders and you can reject things and say hey that's not the right 
thing that yeah. you uploaded, send me something different. Yeah. It's like form on steroids, I guess. Yeah. It's so funny because one of my favorite things about, I mean, there's so many things about content. <laughs> you guys, I'm like literally not even like overhyping something for no reason. Like I legit am a huge fan of content snare. And so one of my favorite features is being able to reject our clients. It's like, sorry, reject. Um, it's not rejecting <laughs> the clients. What I mean is like, there's a lot of the times that we struggle in our industry with on a monthly basis, for example, we send out a month end like form that essentially says, Hey, tell us about these transactions here. What were these spent on? What was this for? Check out this AR aging report and tell me, are these invoices paid or not paid? Things like upload your chase statement from last month or the prior quarter, whatever that looks like. And so many times these banks number, like it'll be like chase bank account will like land in the middle of the month and they'll call it like February when it's really January. And so clients will like naturally just be like, oh, it's January. Just like they asked me for January, 2023 statement. And then I have to reject it and be like, actually, no, we need the statement that ends on X date, which is halfway (laughs) through January. It makes no sense. (laughs) I know that as the client, actually, that drives me nuts. Cause I always have bookkeepers that hassle me for statements and God, it drives me nuts at our bank like some of them ends on like the sixth of the month. I'm like, why? Why Why are you doing this? Why? (laughs) It makes it so like impossible at the end of the year for like us when we're doing year end close to get them ready for taxes. Like, oh my God, I can't even close it out on time. I'm just really curious just because you told me you have a bookkeeper. Please tell me they use contents there. (laughs) Uh, They don't actually. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You need to fire them. (laughs) Uh, No, it's all right. Like, I think it's funny. You know, the reason when we first were exploring bookkeeping as an industry, I didn't understand that, like how it would be used. Cause you know, our bookkeepers aren't chasing us for much information. Like it's just yeah. a couple of things here and there. And it turns out that, well, I asked them about this and they're like, oh no, you're just like our best client <laughs> <laughs> for like, getting information back to them really quickly. We don't have to chase you. And I was like, oh my God. So that was like the whole reason I wrote off this industry to begin with is just because I was like, oh, sense. it's not, yeah. clearly not a problem for our bookkeepers, but apparently it's just because it's me. Oh my God. It is, it is such a huge, <laughs> huge, huge problem. I know that I was introduced of two contents there and you by Brooke Swan, which I'm sure you remember who she is. Uh-huh. Um, Brooke is amazing. And I'm sure she helped open that door with like, we really need, I think she gave you guys a lot of feedback back when you guys were starting to really get into the industry when nobody really even knew in our industry who contents there was. I'm very grateful to have found you guys. I know that one th- big thing right now that a lot of our audience might have questions about, or might be wondering like, how are you different than anything else that's out there? There's a big competing software that I don't know if I would say you guys are competitors because you're really not because Keeper is the software. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Keeper. Mm -hmm. Um, So Keeper essentially can request, not necessarily request things, but you kind of can, you can ask questions about transactions. So a lot of people ask like, but what's so different about content snare compared to something else that can fetch information? I'm not sure if you're aware of what those other softwares kind of do. Hey listener, just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode today to ask you, have you been trying to find a better solution to actually taking payments from your clients? Then boy, do I have a solution for you. One of my absolute favorite pieces of tech is Pluto. Pluto is such a game changer in your business. It really helps you to allow you to be able to take payments easily from your clients through ACH. They also take credit card as well, but they have so many different options. One of the big perks to using something like Pluto over something like QBO and all the other options that we have out there for invoicing is because 
because it is way more cost effective and it has saved me thousands of dollars on those fees that we get taken out for invoicing our clients. So we no longer use QuickBooks Online in order to invoice our own clients. We now have migrated over to Pluto. And if you want to learn more about Pluto and check it out, it is amazing. They make such a seamless process for our clients to be able to add the ACH information, to ask them to authorize us to be able to take the automatic payment every single month and saves us a ton of money in fees. You're just going to go to workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto. That's workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto to learn more. Yeah, look, there are a lot of different ways to solve this problem, mm-hmm. right? Like so many, a lot of them are a portal that's bolted into another product, you know, like carbon, for example, yeah. like a lot mm-hmm. of accountants use carbon. That's what our bookkeepers use. And that's, yeah. so that's like, I think canopy, you know, like all of these, mm-hmm. this, like uh, this is a problem. Like client communication is a problem for pretty much every, everyone in accounting and bookkeeping. So yeah. every practice management tool eventually bolts something like this in, but inevitably, like if it's just one feature of a bigger product, it's never going to have the same focus and dedication to being very good at that thing. And you might ask, why does that matter? Well, in my opinion, you know, obviously biased opinion, I don't know, but we, a lot of our customers say the same thing, but like client experience is one of the most important things in a service, any, any professional service firm. And that's our entire focus is making an awesome experience for clients. And that's why people use us. Right. So generally I, like I can't say for Keeper, like I, I don't have a lot of experience with it, but I know, you know, with things like Carbon, the client experience is like, it, it works. it's a functional portal, but yeah. it's generally just not as nice, you know, like, yeah. for, uh, I don't want to rag on like other companies too much, but like, I just, the, the, it's attention to detail, right? Like if you type your pin number into Carbon too fast, it doesn't work. Like it, do, yeah. it literally can't register you typing your pin number. And, and it's like things like this is just like, we try to make everything just as easy as possible for the client because this is all we do. And I guess that's the main difference. You know, if things are easier for your client, there's less barriers, there's friction, therefore you'll get what you need faster. You know, if something's difficult, you know, if there's even just the tiniest little friction points added, it can be enough to put that in the too hard basket for the client, you know, and they just Mm -hmm. go, you know what, I'll just sort that out tomorrow or whatever. So yeah, that's our key point of difference is just making things just stupidly easy. Yeah. And you guys are making, you're doing good at like what you guys are good at versus trying to be good at all the things. Hmm. Like you're, you're being a, uh, what is it called? You're jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <Not doing laughs> I think that, you yeah. caught what I was going for there. The, the reason I'm so happy that you said it in that context is because I get this question a lot with like, why do you use Asana and why don't you use Keeper only? Like they both do tasks. No, no. Keeper does a lot of other things. And I use the software that I identify as what am I trying to solve? And I work, I start there and I say, if I'm trying to solve getting documentation for my clients, because email is just not cutting it. Now, what are those options? Whether it's keeper carbon canopy, 15 other things lined up with contents there. Right. And ultimately I'm going to say, but what's doing exactly what I need. That's going to solve it in the way that I need it to be done. I actually don't like too many softwares that do too much or try to be too good at like a client portal and then month end review. And then you've also got like also requesting things. Like I think that if they spread their engineers way too thin, it's, they're never going to be good at one thing. And that's what I love about content snares. You guys are just so 
dedicated to that client experience. I'm telling you all of my clients. So I use a lot of content snare requests for a lot of my bookkeeping clients and a lot of them give great feedback. I love this portal. What is this? Like, mm-hmm. where did you find this? Like, what is this thing? And oh, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, it's great. Like they love it. It makes it easy. There's emails that are sent to, I love the fact that I can like annoy them with emails. <laughs> that are like in the content snare requests, I can essentially like set up like, oh, I want to send them five emails and their due date is in 14 days. So over an X period of time, I want to send X number of emails. A lot of these other softwares like Keeper cannot do that. Oh, and really? that's what I love. Okay. Yeah, they cannot do that. At least right now their capability is that they can't, but that's what I love about content snare. I don't have to think about nudging them. It's like my yeah, assistant. Yeah. I mean, that was, and see, this is the thing is like when you, focused on one particular problem you know that that was literally a day one feature for us like we released contest now that was a non-negotiable feature and i guess that that's kind of the difference when you have something that's focused on just one problem and you're speaking my language with this like you prefer to have different products that do their thing really well and because even before you know obviously on buy it's to someone listening to this it's probably going to sound like you know i'm just trying to toot my own horn here or whatever but before before we had content snare, I ran an agency and part of that was automating stuff for people. So setting up automations with Zapier, Integromat, which is now called Make and, and getting apps to talk to each other and connect, right? I always used to say that all in one was a swear word to me. Like yeah. the project management system I use changed their main website heading to like the all in one work platform or something. And I was like, oh no, like <laughs> where's this going to go? And, and now it's a dog's breakfast and it's- yeah. A, pain in the neck to use and like i saw it coming as soon as they put all in one on their website i was like "Uh oh you know and so i have always been a fan of choosing products that do their thing really well and connecting them with integrations right and yeah obviously you know it doesn't work like some people don't want to go through that and the, the all-in-one is good enough if it if all the little pieces are good enough yeah. that's fine but if you to build like the best experience for your team and your clients it usually means pick and choosing best like in class stack. you're yeah, kind of like tech exactly. stacking and that's what yeah. that's why tech stack is such a huge if for our industry tech stack is such a huge conversation because a lot of people are like but what do i need like what do you have like five software and it's like by the way y'all if you go to workflowqueen.com backslash tech dash stack i'll put this in the show notes you'll see that i have like over 25 different pieces of tech. And the reason I have 25 is like James is saying, I don't want to rely on just one software to do one thing because I don't believe that all softwares can. And there's a reason why it's very hard to find an all-in-one. It's not just for coincidence. There's a reason why it's almost Mm -hmm. impossible to find an all-in-one that works really well. And so just, just make sure for anyone listening to take a step back and ask yourself, well, what are you trying to solve? Are you trying to eliminate, maybe you've been time tracking and you're identifying that you are nudging your clients so often every month to send you documents, then like for the example of content there, it can do that on your behalf that can save you 15 to 20 minutes a month per client. I'm talking people who have like 50 plus clients. It's a tremendous amount of time saved. So you can't, I, I'm glad that we agree on this. Like I could go forever <laughs> about all in one, everything. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, it is like for people just starting out, sometimes it makes sense to just get something quick, oh, you know, sure. like you can get these, like, I don't know, 
like Honeybook and Dubsado, those kind of things. They're mm-hmm. like these, they'll do engagement letters and forms and mm-hmm. like signatures and stuff. And, and it's all like, okay. Yeah. But I've tried to, for example, when I was doing my like automation stuff, like trying to integrate Dubsado with other platforms, it was just always so, so, so difficult just yeah. because I guess they're not incentivized to, because they're trying to keep everyone in there, but you know, with everything else. Workloads. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And you know, but like, if you're if you're using a CRM like Pipedrive, for example, like mm-hmm. their API is amazing and like their integrations are amazing. And so yeah. if you can get these best in class things all stacked up, then you end up with a better process. It, you know, the I think it's it, and these things, sometimes I don't even have to talk, you know, like something like Calendly or whatever, like a booking yeah. tool, you know, that's totally fine generally to sit over there by itself. Content snare can sit there by itself and like yeah. you don't need necessarily like instead of emailing a client with a list of stuff you just put it in content snare instead you know you end up with a better result i think there are some of these different bits and pieces where it's like they i can't remember what i was going to say it's just like a low barrier to entry right where it's like you don't need to have this like mindset where oh no it's so hard to get all these pieces and get them fit together like no you can just go and use this one thing and just bolt it into your stack and don't worry about integrating it for now as long as it's still an improvement on what it was before. I mean, that like we've got heaps of stuff in our stack that doesn't integrate. And I don't, yeah. you, you said something like 25 tools. It's like, yeah. I don't even want to look at my, how many <laughs> tools we have at this point. It's disgusting, <laughs> but, it, but every single one of them I can justify. Yeah. Yeah. And so same. If you literally, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to go look at our tech stack, but essentially yeah, in I our tech stack, like, yeah, I'm sure you did. I saw you typing over there. You guys can't see, but I could see, you can see how it's all thoroughly written out for me. Like that's actually a tool that we use on our team to let them know, like, this is how everything integrates. Mm. And it's been such an amazing tool. One of the things that you were talking about is talking about how you don't need something right now to be integrating. And I think that's everyone's everyone's fast end goal sprinting goal, because we see it a lot. You're not in like our Facebook communities for the accounting world, but there's a lot of discussion around like Zapier, for example, or making things happen really fast. And like, they see all these like well-seasoned firm owners who are just like already have zaps. And it's like, but that's not the reality of it at a certain stage. I think it's really important as a message for anybody to hear that um, ultimately start with what you have, with what makes sense in the moment and the current place and volume you're at. And then you can see now, how can I make it faster? For example, for me, content snare, I would love to have it more automated right now. I have not even tried to do the whole Zapier thing because right now I'd rather be good at us understanding how to do it manually. And it's our, a lot of it's automated. It's not like it's manual, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd like a lot of things more manual before we try to automate it. So that way, if automation goes away, Zapier crashes, we know how to handle the back end of that. So speaking of that, I know that content snare does connect with Google Drive, right? Like you can connect it to client like folders and stuff. Yeah. So it's got to be, we have to have a special content snare folder and you can create client folders within that. So we can't write directly to your existing folders because like Google does not even show us those folders. Like we cannot see them. Oh, yeah. They've really tightened down on their permissions and, and security and I was like, wow, Google's crazy. And then we were, we integrated with OneDrive and Dropbox and it was exactly the same. So they're all, that's like the the norm now. Yeah. And a lot of people I've spoken to, all their other apps are kind of the same. Like, I think you can get permission to write anywhere in Drive as an app like us, but the process is very rigorous. And I don't think they'd even give it to us at our size. You know, we'd need to be a monstrous company. 
Yeah. That's so interesting. I didn't know that was like a thing. Yeah. Mm. Cause for us, what we do is like, as we're requesting documents, cause there's a lot of instances where they're sending us loan documents or maybe a specific receipt, or if someone's doing job costing and we need certain data or information, we just essentially have like in our process, one of our assistants goes in and literally like just downloads all the information that we receive. Now, granted that person has to understand whether we need to reject it or not, <laughs> but that's a whole nother animal. <laughs> Yeah, and look, there's and that's a couple of ways of doing it, right? Some people will sync files directly to their Google Drive or whatever. But sometimes, like, if you are not going to action anything until they've provided all the information, you yeah. may as well just wait until you're finished requesting and then just download it in Contest yeah. Snare because you just have like that export button that downloads everything in one hit, and then you can what chuck it in whatever system you like. Is that really a thing? Because this whole time we've been like individually oh. downloading. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just hit export. <laughs> Oh my God, this would be like, you know, sometimes guys, I selfishly interview people just so I can get my own answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And see, this is a thing with running any software product. It's like, it's really hard to communicate all these things to people because it's obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said at the start, you're probably not using it to its full ability. And it's like, how do you educate people on what's possible? Yeah. I guess they just have to try it. I remember the first time I ever went into content. So I was like, oh my God, is this so overwhelming? And like, Brooke was the one who like walked me through it and literally showed me her setup. And as soon as I played with it, I was like, oh my God, this is so like, it's probably the easiest tech I've ever implemented. It's like, it's really fun. Actually. I'm not going to lie. Like (laughs) when I have to build a content request, I get really pumped because like my favorite piece and probably something that in my opinion, differentiates you between something like keeper. Cause that's in my eyes, one of the biggest questions I get from like our blog, mm-hmm. whenever we talk about contents there is the fact that you guys have conditional formatting. And if nobody knows what that is, I'll have James explain it. Cause he probably does a way better logic job logic. You mean, rather yeah, than whatever it's called. Right? Yeah. The one, well, we call it conditional formatting. So maybe this whole time I've been saying it wrong, but. Well, that's like in Excel when you make a, a cell go green based on its context, oh. right? So <laughs> I think it's Brooke's fault that I keep saying conditional formatting, but essentially, you know what I'm saying though? The one where like, if they yeah. answer this, it does. Okay. Explain all the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just a way to create like a workflow for clients where like a self-selecting workflow. So as they go through, depending on their answers, you can show or hide other questions. You even show or hide entire sections. So that's a thing a lot of people don't know about. So they'll set up like, you know, oh, what kind of company structure are you or something? And you might ask a different set of questions based on what structure they're in. Like what's it over there? Like C Corp and LLC and all those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Here, but you know, and you might have different questions for that, but so you can actually, some people will go through and set the conditions on every single question and say like, yeah. if they said C-Corp, if they said C-Corp, if they said C-Corp, but you can actually just have a whole section of C-Corp questions and then say, hide all of these if they don't say, yeah. I'm C-Corp. learning all. <laughs> yeah. I'm that learning one's stuff. actually a hard to show feature because it's Okay. Like, I feel like yeah. we need a YouTube video. We should have just done like a YouTube slash podcast <laughs> presentation because I'm over here like, but wait, let me see this. I had no idea. I mean, I know what a section is so I can understand what you're saying, but oh my God, I did not know. Because for me, so a great example of this as well, like you were saying, some of the examples, when everybody's onboarding. So for us, whenever we're onboarding clients, we're always asking them certain questions. Instead of going in every time we've landed a client, some firms will actually go in and customize each onboarding form to be customized to each person they've talked to based off the client conversation, so on and so forth. For me, why not just create something that has those ways of being able to say, like shoot people in and out of certain questions by just upfront asking everything as if that person's the all around well-rounded business owner. 
And so a good example of that is in our onboarding, we actually say, do you have employees? If they say yes, then it shoots them all the payroll questions. Like that give us access to X, Y, Z, do this, do that. If they say no, the next question is then, do you have any contractors? And then it can keep going and it keeps going and it's going based off of all these things and it comes in handy so, so much. And that's where these other softwares don't have that capability. And that's something yeah, I love. It definitely helps reduce overwhelm, which is another piece of like making the experience awesome for clients. You know, like you don't want to give them a questionnaire that says, hey, there's only like 150 questions to go, especially if like 30 on average is all that's going to apply to them. Yeah. So, you know, as they go through, they would click yes. And then, okay, yeah, now it shows another five questions or something if they click yes to that. And that like breaking it down into pieces and not not overwhelming your clients is huge. Yeah. And the colors. I'm a big colors. <laughs> <laughs> I just love colors. I love it because you guys have like, so your second tier is the branding, right? So like you guys have two different tiers on your monthly. Yeah, there's packages. a few tiers, yeah. 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 What are those like? I'm sure that other people would, are interested in to hear what that's Look, like. The main pricing differentiator is just number yep. of requests you're sending. That's by mm. far the main one. We just include branding as a package on the middle one and up. Yeah. So, which is the ability to like throw your logo in the top left corner and yeah. change the button colors. Like we're, it's not, uh, and, and where the emails come from. So by default, emails come from a, like a content snare mail address, mm -hmm. but we still set it up so that if a client replies to one of them, it comes back to you, but you can actually have the emails come directly from you on that branding yeah. package. But yeah, we're still pretty protective. This is like an argument I get into with clients sometimes, <laughs> like people want to change so much stuff. Like they want to start putting background colors and changing fonts and whatever. And I mean, all of this stuff is kind of a distraction on just getting just get the, the information info. you need, right? Like th there is a level. I understand like personality is good. And that's why we allow people to add gifts and you can put images in. Like some what? people build that create their own banners. <laughs> I'm, Every just, I'm just mind blown today. <laughs> <laughs> Every place you can put instructions, like which yeah. you know, we're really big on putting instructions in. So basically I want people to ask themselves every time they're asking a client a question, does the client have all the information they need to get this right the first time, you know, without having to ask me yeah. a question or whatever. So sometimes that means screenshots. It might mean attachments. You, you can, to any question, you can put GIFs and, you know, some people make nice banners and they put it at the start of every page. It's like in their own brand. And so, yeah. so they've still got this like cool personalized experience where it looks like them. We're just trying to really limit like other things like, background colors and fonts because that can really get in the way of the client experience yeah. that said we may unlock these things eventually we're like oh i'm actually thinking of having this like advanced section where it's like you have to agree to like you might actually make this worse by editing any of these settings <laughs> it's too overwhelming and also if people aren't like designers they don't understand that like yellow might not be the best color to be putting on a background like some people have like vision issues and like color blindness mm. and that's a big thing and I mean, my that business be, partner yeah. is colorblind and he's the guy that's got to implement a lot of the front yeah. end, like the actual design choices. So a lot of it yeah. runs through that already. And it's, this is such a good point. Like accessibility is a huge point. And, you know, we just spend so much time, every decision that a client, like everything that a client sees goes through yeah. such a massive decision process for us. And so, you know, people come along and go, oh, like, why don't you do it like this? And it's like, well, because well, like, we found this reason. works better like yeah. <laughs> and we spent a lot of time on this and I like I get it I understand why you might want it done another yeah. way but 
God, like it's not like we just randomly stuck these things in, in place. Yeah. You just threw it like spaghetti and hoped it'd stick to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, guys, we're going to do pink and purple for the brand yeah. colors. I'm actually really curious. Pink and purple are my two favorite colors. My very first tattoo oh. I ever got, I was 15, 16. My parents totally signed off people, so don't judge my parents. Yeah. And it was a pink, it was a heart on my fingers and it's pink and purple. And so I'm curious, nice. why is the branding pink and purple? Just because? Yeah, just I cool. mean, we, our original design was pink, had pink and purple in it, but the shades changed with our new branch that I think was launched in December 2021. I don't know, like, I'm just happy to go with whatever awesome designers come up with. Like the guy yeah. that designed our new brand was so happy with, like, it, it was kind of just like, be, you know, bold and different. Because like yeah. most, almost every website for a product in our space is very just white and kind yeah. of blank boring and we i remember i sent a website to him and i was like basically not this as a competitor of ours and i said the opposite of this and yeah so he's that's like kind of how. he's like don't worry i got you <laughs> message received yeah. it was the same for like some of our marketing videos as well because it was like you know, everyone's doing the same thing. I guess maybe it's like going for enterprise clients. That said, we have really big clients. So they're obviously not turned off by a fun brand. So yeah, it was like, we just, there was like some animated explainer video. And I was like, again, video guy, just not this opposite of this, please. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love it. <laughs> there was something that popped in my head and I, oh, you were talking about requests earlier. I'm sure that mm -hmm. most people are probably going to ask the question of what does it mean to have a certain number of requests? From what I understand is every time you send a request that's open, which essentially means it's still active, they're still answering, maybe it hasn't been marked off as complete yet, is technically an active request, right? So what is your guys' rule around the number of requests depending on your subscription level? Is it open requests or is it just sent out requests for within the month? Yeah, so it's, it's the ones that are currently open. And that's because some people like to keep requests open indefinitely and like we don't huh. really want to yeah it just depends on the type of business and how they operate you know huh. like well they might want to keep one request open and add more questions to it over a few months and stuff like that so really yeah an open request is one that a client can fill out and that is sending email reminders right so yeah. once you close it once it once a request is finished it's no longer sending reminders a client can't edit any information anymore that's no longer active so if you sent you know if you're on a plan that allows for 50 requests you send 50 requests today and in two weeks 25 of those are finished you close them out you can send another 25 again to up to your limit of 50 straight yep. away so it's yep. not like a number of requests sent per month we just find it we thought it was a better an easier model to understand but it's not people ask us this it's one of it's like our biggest question other than like what's a request <laughs> like, yeah it just explaining someone what a request is really hard like we can't call it a form because it's not really a form it works yeah. like i'm just really curious think, how do you explain that like i mean i would think that people know what it means to request something uh look i some people do some people don't it's just yeah it's, it's a it's one of the it's like a, such a big problem for us in a way because yeah. like from the day one because people don't know what a request is but there's not really a better way to explain it you know because yeah. people are like why don't you just call it a form well then people assume a form you can just send a link to 100 people and get them all to fill out a form because that's what a form yeah. is right yeah. mm -hmm. so we can't use that word so yeah we kind of had to just roll with requests yeah. and try to explain it to people <laughs> yeah that's a hard one i mean yeah some, some things you, you, we just don't understand how to not, how to explain it. It's like in plain terms, like, I don't even mm. know 
how to explain. For some people, it's just not. they know straight away. Like some yeah. people come and they're like, this is so easy to use. And, you know, I understand what that uh, request is, blah, blah, blah. But then yeah. some people aren't. I guess it's just different brains work different ways. Yeah. We were talking before this episode and I was telling you about how our number one blog is the contents there one. And then our number one session that we did inside of my big program. So it's called breakthrough. I know you presented, but you actually presented on the topic of Zapier. And I know that could be a whole nother conversation for a whole <laughs> nother day because your topic is what automating 120 hours worth of time a month. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh it's, it's probably more than that now, but yeah. People, people are like, what's it called? Encore, encore. <laughs> <laughs> if you want an encore people screenshot tag me at workflow queen. And I'm more than happy to get, I'm sure you would be happy to be back on here and talk all things Zapier. But anyway, so inside a breakthrough, we had Brooke Swan. So she's actually the one to introduce content snare to me. And she was like, I'm not even a content snare expert, but like, I've been using it for so long. I love it. So she actually did a session and it is literally one of our number one most watched wow. guest expert sessions is content snare. And we, in that group, they're constantly talking about content snare, bringing it up to coaching calls. And I just love it. Cause I get so excited when people have that, like aha clicking moment, when they realize how much easier it actually is versus what they thought it was going to be. It's like my favorite. It's like, they make this like, wow face. <laughs> it's that's the thing with a lot of software, right? Like people tend to like think things are mm -hmm. much bigger deal than they are. I do, I do this all the time. You know, I think I put things off and put things off because I think it's going to be a big deal and then like get in there and go, damn it. Why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> That's like me with my tasks, my task list every day. I'm like, yeah. mm -mm, no, it's going to take me two <laughs> hours. And it takes me five minutes. And I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah. God, why is the human <laughs> brain like this? Yeah. Why do I put these things out? I mean, I literally can get so many things done if I actually put my mind to it, but there's always something else playing with my dog. I easily mm -hmm. get distracted. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Another That's feeling. the fun stuff. <laughs> yep. So before we kind of end this and kind of wrap this up today, I do want to ask like, what is one of the best, I guess, top two features that you would recommend for our industry of something that really highlights the reason why they should be kind of running, not actually sprinting, not just running. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's not, it's not so much a feature. It's more of a benefit, you know, it's just the yeah. time, the time and sanity saved on yeah not chasing clients endlessly and having to dig through those massive email chains. And, you know, like, we, so we, we surveyed people to find out how much time they save and it, it no, most people don't track this, right. They don't go, Oh, we spend X amount of time emailing clients for information. So, but what we did, do you know, the, is it the wisdom of the masses? I think it's called, you heard okay. of that? I know. A, so basically if you get the more people you get to guess how many jelly beans are in a jar, you generally get like a better, more accurate number. So oh. if you get like one person to guess, it's like wildly wrong. But if you get a hundred people to guess, you normally get a number that's pretty close to how many jelly beans are in there if you average it all out. Oh. So that was we use that methodology for a survey on like how much time do you think you save <laughs> essentially yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, with content snare? I think it was like a 71% reduction in time spent chasing wow. and collating information from email. So yeah, I mean, that that's, that's the big benefit is just that the time saved, obviously that's every product ever, but I think, you know, 71% is a massive, massive amount of time and yeah. it's really the sanity as well. Like knowing that your clients are being followed up without you having to do it, without you feeling bad about chasing paying up somebody. Time. Yeah spending more money yeah yeah that's it yeah but that's the that's the stuff that's the main bits yeah well most of my people here they know i yell at them constantly at the time track so they better have <laughs> the data 
<laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's like, you know, you might just be doing email, right? And that that yeah. some of that email might be chasing clients. Some of that email might be like partnership stuff. Like you're not, generally not going to start and stop the timer for every single type of email that you're yeah. going to send or reply to or read. So it, it is very hard to measure that. Yeah, it is. I definitely think it saved us a lot of time. Well, I just appreciate you. I feel like I learned... I selfishly learned more <laughs> than I thought I would coming on to today. So I greatly appreciate you sharing everything. And y'all already know how much I love Content Snare. And if it's something that you want to check out, do you guys have a free, you guys have a free trial, right? Yeah, I 14 so. days. Yeah. And if you nice. tell us where you came from, there's a little survey straight after you sign up. That'll If you fill that out, it'll extend it to 21 days. I just got to ask oh. you something, Alyssa. Do you know about the sure. table field in Content Snare? Oh, this is a new one, right? Like a couple ish. months ago, ish oh, kind of more thing. Like a year, I think. <laughs> I recently, you if you if it's a table, you like essentially you could build out a table and tell it how many rows and columns, yeah, right, yeah, to put yeah. information in. So mm-hmm. I actually use this great great way of anybody who's listening. A way to use this is things like AR or for whenever there's like an open invoice or something from if you're doing a cleanup. And there's some random, long, long outstanding like invoice that should probably be written off that maybe they didn't realize someone didn't pay. It's a great chance to use the table for the empty space and tell them like, follow the information on that last box there, make sure to explain what that was. Yeah, nice. I was just curious because that was like, a, some people don't know that exists as a feature. And I spoke to an accounting coach like yesterday and he said, I don't think you realize how how powerful the table is because it's quite it's kind of buried away. It's like when you add a question, it's like right mm-hmm. down the bottom. And yeah. So anyway, yeah. just thought I'd check in you about that. <laughs> yeah. The tables I have because someone told me about it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just get excited whenever there's like new things. But also I love that you guys also don't bombard me, which with a bunch of new stuff because there's so much tech out there that like constant every week is a new update. And I'm like, I can't even keep up. Like I wrote all these SOPs. What am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I think about that every update we do. It's like, God, where is this listed in the documentation? Where, what screenshots do we have to update? It's brutal. Oh, I can only imagine. So, well, thank you so much. So check out the free trial. I'll drop any links for you guys. If you want to check out content snare, feel free to tag me over on Instagram at workflow queen. If you want to chat through some of the things and get some feedback on how I use it in my firm. Janes, but where can people connect with you, find you, be in your space in your uh-huh. Australia, right? Australia world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So contentsnare.com obviously is the main one. There'll be a link in the notes, I'm sure. And otherwise, I mean, James Rose on LinkedIn. I'd love to mm-hmm. connect there. That's kind of there and Twitter is where I'm doing most of my stuff now. It's underscore Jimmy Rose on, on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, those two platforms. Yeah. Please connect. Yeah, I'm super excited. Well, thank you for being here today. And thank you for everybody who stayed around to the very end and listened to this whole entire episode. I am absolutely honored. And if you love this and you want to hear more about Contest or more from James, because I'm sure we can talk about Zapier. And I know that this is a big topic for our industry. Let me know because the more feedback I get, the better I can make this podcast. Feel free to like, subscribe, and also make sure to leave us a review and say all the kind things. If you have something bad to say, don't say it. I appreciate you guys. And thanks so much, James. Thanks, Alyssa. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a fellow bookkeeper or an accountant on social media. And also tag me on Instagram at Workflow Queen. 
the more that we work together to get this out in front of other people, the better I can help to serve this industry to create more solid systems and processes. Now go take what you learned from today's episode and apply it into your practice so you can finally give yourself the brain space and freedom that you deserve. I can't wait to see you unfold throughout your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. See you next time.